0: Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors. Brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So pop the kettle on and let's get started.
1: Welcome back to Nurturing Bright Futures, the HE podcast from UEA. We've got a packed show for you this month and joining me to talk to our guests is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. We're going to kick things off by taking a look at the sports programmes here at UEA. And Beth, you've invited a guest in to tell us a bit more about this. I have.
2: So with us today, we've got Sophie Thomas, who is the Students Performance Sports Manager. So, Sophie, can you tell us a little bit more about the sports programmes
3: offered here at UEA? Of course. Um, Thank you for inviting me along today. We're really excited about our sports programmes here at UEA and how much they've developed over the last few years. We have what we call a very holistic programme of sports, so there is an opportunity for anybody to get involved in some form of physical activity while they're here on campus, and it also adds a huge amount of value to the students' experience while they're here at UEA. Um, So we have a huge range of participation programmes uh, and activities that we have, including access to drop-in fitness sessions um, and drop-in sports sessions. So you can actually go swimming once a week if you want to without the obligation of being part of a club. Um, But you could also try Zumba or Pilates uh, for a really small fee just to come in and and have a go at it. Absolutely um, no reason to keep coming back every single week unless you really love it. We then have our health and wellbeing programme, Uh, which includes things like day trips out to other areas around Norfolk and Suffolk. Uh, I think next week they're actually going, they're, there's 49 people going to Horsey to see the baby seals which Aww. is really exciting. And they also do some things around dog walking so we, every single week we have uh, around about 12 dogs come onto campus, local company that we work with Tom and Toto uh, and students get to walk them around the lake. I um,
2: love seeing that when it happens.
3: Yeah it's really cute isn't it and the students love it. In addition to that we have uh, what's called a ziggurat program so we're really unique across the country where you hear about intramural sports programs a lot of the time ours is very much focused around the academic departments so i know you've got um english coming in a little bit later Mm -hmm. and they um will compete against let's say the computer science guys um Rather than it being an academic, uh, sorry, rather than it being a halls-based intramural program, but we do have a halls-based program, uh, but it's focused around participation. So it's called Battle of the Halls, um, but it's not competitive as such. It's all about getting people involved, all about participation numbers and various things like roller disco, uh, UV zumba, all really, really good fun things that people can just come along, have a go at, and then there's no obligation to kind of stay for a long period of time. But they've they've got some physical activity then we start to move into the slightly more um club-based sports so we do have a variety of participation focused clubs including mountaineering uh climbing for example um or some of our water-based sports such as sub aqua but we also have some competitive sports so we've got some of the traditional netball rugby um, football but we also have ultimate frisbee uh, we've got a really good athletics club really great swimming club here at UEA um, which are all competitive in uh, the right areas for the right people so it might be club based, it might be um, nationally based or it might even be the opportunities for international students as well. We also have our scholarship programme at the yeah. top end um, and the top end is kind of um, my little baby. Mm-hmm. You heard in my title it's performance sports. So we offer a range of different scholarships to students Um from those people competing at county or regional level right through to those people competing internationally on behalf of the country. We have a base programme that all scholars will receive, so that includes their gym membership, um, what we call sports association membership, which enables students to gain access to travel, coaching facilities, things like that. There's also some kit involved. Everybody loves a bit of stash at university, Mm -hmm. um, so that's really good. There's access to physiotherapy and other sports science support as well. In addition to that, uh, we offer two categories high, of a higher level. So when we're talking about national level athletes, uh, we have something called the Excellence Scholarship and excellent Scholars will receive, in addition to the package I've just mentioned, a £500 bursary. And then our elite scholars who are those who are competing at international level will receive a scholar bursary of around about £1,500, dependent on their level. At the moment, we have um, 11 international competitive scholars and then not just from the UK either so um, George oskakcous who is a Cypriot skier who mm-hmm. we've spoken about yeah. before Beth is competing internationally and is hoping to make the Winter Olympics in uh, 2022 and we also have a range of disability scholars as well so Justin Hollingsworth who is from Warwickshire he is uh, the England vice captain for the visually impaired team um, and he's been with us now for just under a year and has gained his 50th cap for England in that time so it's a big range of people that are involved mm-hmm. in it, um, but also some great opportunities for students to excel at their sport here at UEA.
2: So they they do. Am I right in thinking they receive coaching from yourself or other people alongside to make sure they are able to perform in their areas and keep up with their studies at university? Because obviously we don't want it impede, but we do also want to help them along with their sports.
3: Yes, definitely. So we quality check all of our coaches. So we go out and observe them uh, so that we know that the sports specific element for students is as good as it can be. But they'll also receive lifestyle support from myself and my team. And we'll talk to students about how much they're balancing all of their extracurricular Mm activities whilst also maintaining good grades within their academics as well we also work quite closely with lots of the scholar academic tutors to ensure that the students are passing and keeping up a really good quality of their education whilst they're here at UEA alongside their sport
2: that's really really good and that's not something that's always offered with other sports packages at other universities is it?
3: No, we're quite unique in what we do. We we consider our program to be very athlete-centric. Mm. So it's about the individual that's part of that program as opposed to that athlete being part of a broader thing that we make happen, I guess. But it's very much about the individual. So I liaise with them, almost every single one of them every week, um, just to check on how they're doing. And if I need to speak to anybody else um, about anything that's happening, we know that that dialogue can happen. For a couple of our students, um, we've been able to support them along the way where they've been struggling, but also those that are excelling, we're able to then support them to go even further.
0: Email schools at uea.ac.uk to find out what we can do to support your school.
2: So this month we're going to be taking a look at UEA School of Literature, Drama and Creative Writing. So we thought it might be quite useful to talk about those courses in the school that have specific entry requirements. So those would be our drama degrees and our English with Creative Writing degree. So with us here we've got Tom who's the school's admissions director. Could you just introduce yourself Tom?
4: Hi, Beth. Yes, uh, I'm uh, Tom Roebuck. I'm the school's admissions director. Uh, I'm a lecturer in literature, actually. My specialism is in Shakespeare and his contemporaries. And I'm delighted to be here today. Thank you for having me.
2: No, you're very well welcome. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about the school itself?
4: Yeah, it'd be be my pleasure. Um, We love teaching our students really sort of high-level analytical literary skills, you know, the kind of of things where you really learn how to delve in depth into amazing books from across the world. And I think I always stress we're a literature department, not an English literature department. Um, But as well, we like to, we're always excited about the ways in which you can take that kind of high-level analytical understanding and channel it into all kinds of doing and making. So whether that's into making an essay of which the students can be really proud. Um, It's worth mentioning, by the way, that all our modules in our school are 100% coursework. Or you might be channeling that work into an amazing piece of creative writing, poetry or prose, or into your drama performance, into, into realising a really, really exciting theatrical or filmic performance. Or they might be channelling it into to what we call creative critical work, which is work which mingles uh, create, uh, write, critical thinking with creative writing.
2: I'm particularly interested to hear about our new creative writing degree programme we have in the pipeline
4: Yeah, Beth, we're really excited about that. It's a new degree that's going to be coming uh, online for 2021. Our first students will be coming in 2021, so we'll be advertising it in the next admissions cycle. And it's creative writing in English literature. So it's going to place creative writing at the centre of the degree, and the whole... focus of it is going to be on how creative writing can help you to enter the professional writer's world, uh, the working writer's world. So it's going to be taught through not only um, lectures, seminars and workshops, but also through placements uh, and students will be able to kind of reflect on what those placements are given them.
2: That's brilliant. Um... I think actually sometimes it can be difficult for students to convince parents about English, creative writing, because perhaps they can't see the real life applications it has. So I'm particularly interested to hear more about the placement programme. What kind of placements could our students be expecting to look at?
4: Yeah, we'll be having all sorts of placements, including with the, the Norfolk Museum Service, really exciting work oh. with the prison service, actually. But one I'm very excited about, which is with the Norfolk Norwich Millennium Library, where students are going to be working with older adults to turn their memories their reminiscences into stories and that's something I think really valuable for the both the, the older adults involved and for our whole community in, in, uh, in Norwich this this amazing city of literature.
2: So we've got a really packed studio in here today we've brought a number of colleagues along with you Tom could you introduce them for us?
4: Yeah, I'd be delighted. Uh, we're really lucky to have with us today Tony Frost, who's our Head of Drama, Mike Bernardin, one of our drama lecturers, uh, Tessa McWatt, Course Director of uh, English Literature with Creative Writing, and uh, Rafaela Barker, who's one of our creative writing lecturers.
2: Brilliant. Hi, guys. Tony, Mike, can you tell us a little bit more about the drama course at UEA, please?
4: Well, yes, I suppose we have three
5: strands on that programme. We've got single honours drama, we have drama with literature, and uh, a kind of relaunched new version of something we used to call script writing and performance and is now drama with creative writing. Brilliant. Uh, so we're looking at three different approaches, one of which is entirely focused on, on, on single honours drama, one of which is a joint course with literature and the other of which is effectively now a joint course with with creative writing.
2: What kind of students are you looking for for these courses? Mm.
5: Drama students, to us, do seem to have a particular take on the world. They mm. are both uh, creative readers of, of, of texts and and also prolific makers of them, but they also want to do something else, which is to take them into performance, because the idea is that you have to, in some way, be able to produce the thing you want to write about, to produce the object of analysis, we sometimes say. Uh, And that's what our students seem to excel at doing. They actually have to be able to stand a text up. They may have wonderful theories about how it operates as a piece of writing. But unless they can also take that into uh, performance work, there's something missing.
2: Well-rounded students, really, so. not just focused on acting, not just focused on Absolutely producing. No. Absolutely yeah.
5: If people want just to be actors, they really need to go somewhere else, probably and to, to a vocational school, drama probably. school. Exactly. Yeah,
2: that's fair enough. Um,
5: whereas here, we take people who often have that as a choice, often have that as perhaps a further goal after they've yeah. graduated, but who want to get something else out of it. They want a, a good degree, they want a good um, grounding in, in writing, literature, creating work academically as well as practically.
2: Once they have done that, said that they might go on to do drama school, perhaps in London or RADA or things like that. What else might they go on to do once they've finished with us?
5: I'll ask Mike because he's been uh, keeping in touch with a, a recent bunch of uh, our graduates. Precisely for that Fresh graduates. Of, uh, yeah, the <laughs> alumni
6: yeah, community. The, um, alumni at UEA tend to, tend to be very loyal, actually, about the place. They come back to the place. Mm. They're, they're very loyal about Norwich as well, which is a fantastic city for students to spend time in. We have a number of students who have gone straight out of their undergraduate studies and gone into the industry uh, that they wanted to go into. And there, there is an amazing amount of work out there for someone who graduates from UEA because we produce a lot of students who, um, as one of our administrators used to say, um, is like a Swiss army knife student. They're capable of lots of different functions. They're very good at technical work, sound, lighting design, costume design, um, uh, scenic design even. Uh, A lot of them do come out as actors and go straight into Mm. the business as actors, uh, and some of them as directors as well. One of the interesting things you do get if you come to train, as it were, as an actor here, you get, of course, a much more rounded sense of what Tom was talking about earlier on for the literature students as well, the analysis of text and the ability to understand and unpick what's going on in a text. You also get a lot more experience than you do at most drama schools of making theatre, and devising theatre, so there's a, there's a great sense of practical um, making, practical writing, writing with the body as well as with the with the old noggin. So um, students from us have gone out directly into work in the West End uh, as stage managers, as lighting designers. We've had students go directly from their third year production uh, and their projects and come out the other side and gone straight to the National Theatre as uh, stage managers. There, we also have actors that go straight out. We have companies actually um, over most of England uh, made up of former UEA students who have got themselves together and pool their resources and uh, are doing really interesting work there and picking up prizes and performances all over the place.
2: I think another thing our teachers will be keen to hear about is how to actually get on the course so if you could tell us about the grade requirements the application process and then obviously the audition students have to go through
5: as well. Certainly the uh we do audition students yeah. we want to see that they have a performance intelligence as well as an academic uh, ability to write essays and pass A-levels yeah. of course so uh, we, we want to meet them through work we want to see them perform we want to workshop them work with them uh, so we invite everybody that we're interested in to come for an audition that includes the script writers um, as well, and the English and drama students as well uh, so we bring them up they choose a monologue of, of, of their own. Okay. They'll present that. They'll have a conversation with a member of, of the team. Um, and then they'll get up and do it. Um, and if you were here and working on that play and the lecturer who's auditioning you today were its director, you'd expect them to respond to it and yes. get you to do it again in different ways yes. and things like that. So that's what we do. So they get a sense of what it would be like to be here, yep. the kind of work that they'd be introduced to when they're here. And we'd hope they'd go home with a slightly enhanced view of the of the scene that they brought. Yeah, I think you
2: know? so. Yeah, and it's it's really not something they would have experienced at performance studies level or theatre studies level. It's, it's really pushing them perhaps a bit out of their comfort zone. But right. if they're not going to be comfortable with that in their audition, they're probably not right for UEA.
6: There is there is one thing to say about the way we do auditions at UEA, which may be. Um, which isn't self-evident because one thinks of an audition as a kind of test. And mm. I think what we try to do very much at the drama department here is, is to not make the audition any kind of test. Uh, if you're going to a drama school, you would expect it to be, and it always is, incredibly competitive. Oh, yeah. But That doesn't always bring the best out of people, and it certainly um, only gives you a view of one side of them, really, the side that they feel confident to present on that day. The way we like to think of the auditions is that it's another way of meeting the student. So we've met the student, the applicant, through their personal statement Mm -hmm. in the form. Uh, We meet them through any portfolio of work that they submit along with the application. We get a chance on the day that they arrive to do a warm-up with them so that they're in a group environment in which they see the way we deal with them in a group. That's not part of any assessment, but it's a way of letting them feel at home in the big studio which we have there and to get the feeling of what it would be like to be part of a a cohort here and then we move into one-on-one interviews with with lots of different members of staff Mm -hmm. who are all available to see each student for about a half an hour so it's quite an it's quite a lengthy uh, opportunity for the student to meet at least one member of staff one-on-one to talk about their portfolio and their application and their personal statements, which we'll have had a chance to read and to talk about the things that make them passionate, to talk about the things that they're really interested in, to talk about maybe why they want to go to university what they hope to achieve by being there. And then we move on to the audition, um, which is, as I say, it's just really another way of encountering that applicant uh, in a way where they have got something that they have chosen, that they have prepared, they've worked on it with or without help, Mm. So they're coming with a sense of this is my offer, and uh, as Tony was saying, then what happens is they they encounter a counter offer, which is that was really nice. Let's talk about the given circumstances, or that was interesting. Have you talked much at, at uh, sixth form about um, the scansion or the pentameter here? You've chosen to do a Shakespeare. Tell us about your, and so that conversation that then goes on is a way for the student then to meet us and to feel what it's like to actually have that feedback and to notice that um, as we always say to actors learn how to take a note without it being critique Mm. and that's a really important thing for them already to get a feeling of you can be helped to a different position without a feeling like criticism yeah and that's something for us we we take notes while we do our interviews and our auditions and they will generally positively be takes notes is interested in feedback flexible in their responses Uh, confident, gained confidence uh, and it's really an opportunity for us to meet uh, in a three-dimensional way the kind of applicant that might want to spend three years with us.
2: That's brilliant, so actually it's really something for them to look forward to and be excited rather than feel very nervous about Absolutely. So we have talked about wanting well-rounded students and then obviously they have the audition, but what are we looking for in terms of grade requirements?
5: Academically we look for students who've got three B's or above
0: nurturing bright futures the higher education advice podcast for teachers and advisors brought to you by uea
2: okay tessa and rafael we will move on to you now if that's okay so you both teach on the creative writing at uea which is as we all know we're very famous for it's what always comes up when we're out and about so what is it about our course that makes us so unique
7: well to begin with this is a very exciting moment for creative writing because we're in our 50th Anniversary of the course. It's the first creative writing course in the in the country, um, started by Malcolm Bradbury in 1970. And so we're in, we're looking ahead to the next 50 years. So we're looking to um, you know con- continue our impact across the country and across the around the world in creative writing. And so we have exceptional um, series of programs for that um, celebration. But we're also bringing that into the classroom and thinking about new ways of teaching creative writing new um, workshop methods things to keep us on the cutting edge of, of the discipline.
2: Okay and we've got some quite impressive accolades amongst our academics at UEA for creative writing haven't we? You tell us a bit about some of those.
7: We've got um, prize winners we've got um, lots of you know every um, tutor on our program who teaches on the program is a published or produced um, uh, playwright or, or, or um, novelist or poet and so we come to the classroom with a huge amount of experience in the practice but also out in the world um, in terms of what we know about the the writing world that the students will go into once they're finished.
2: What kind of students are we looking for for the courses?
7: You know very dedicated writers people who have some um, experience in, in creative writing on their own if not at school.
8: And I think we're also looking for people who have quite
7: A lot of dedication,
8: the fact that we have a portfolio system by which we select them means that they have to have done something by themselves before they come, which is quite a big ask for Mm -hmm. a young um, person straight out of school. And I must say, when we're looking at these portfolios of which we read a great many... Um, we're looking for somebody original and somebody who they don't have to be excellent at what they produce, but they have to have excellence in their mind. I think we set the bar quite high here with our history and we want our future to be as full of promise. And so I think the students that we select and students that apply here all have the hope of that and the possibility of that.
2: So when we say we expect a portfolio from students, what exactly is that? What are we asking for?
8: So we're looking for five pages of their original writing, poetry, prose or script or a mixture And we welcome them sending in other forms as well. So this morning I had an applicant who had sent in two songs as well as her poems. So I listened to the songs first, then I read her poems, then I read her UCAS form.
2: And in terms of grade requirements, what we're asking for with the grades? We're asking for three A's. But it is important for us to stress that students are looked at on an individual Individual basis. So that's really, really good. Okay, thank you. Do you have any tips for teachers to pass on about what? makes a good um, portfolio for
7: students anything that has stood out to you over the years I think that um, some some students um, hand in one piece of work and that's very strong and that's often a strong way to connect to that student work but I've also had um, many that are the mix that hybrid and that shows the range of their talents and so if they're good in many areas sometimes that is is also an effective um, you know way of making a decision
2: And do we get students that perhaps come from a background where they've not had a particularly strong literature or creative writing programme at college or uh, school, but they've come up by themselves and gone to extra classes and things like that?
8: Yes, I remember one sent in from quite a long way, I think it was in Australia, and it was handwritten on a torn-up notebook, and he'd literally sent it. He was working on a sheep farm, and he'd heard about the course and he wanted to get on it. I don't know if he got on, but he certainly got read.
2: Thank you for that, guys. I could listen to these portfolio stories all day, but I'm afraid we have run out of time. I'd like to thank all of our guests for joining us today. Tom, if our listeners or their students would like any further information, where should we send them? Where can they go?
4: Well, we'd love you to follow our social media accounts. They're at ldc that's Literature, Drama and Creative Writing. And we have uh, social media on Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram. But it's particularly our Instagram account that we really recommend for prospective students. We, we, we run it very much with current undergraduates and prospective undergraduates in mind. So we've got things on there like student takeovers where they've, uh, they've shown a day in the life of a literature student, you know, for example, which is a great way for prospective students to get a sense of what it's like to study with us and be here.
0: Subscribe to our podcast now and make sure you never miss another episode
1: Wow Beth that was a lot of guests thank you so much for uh, your marvellous interviewing skills as ever Um, I think there's been some really interesting stuff in there so I hope that's been useful for our listeners Uh, Before we go, just a reminder of some dates for your diary. We have a uh, teacher conference coming up on the 4th and 5th of June. This is an annual event we do, uh, free to attend, CPD accredited. If you are interested in that, would like some more details or want to register to book, you can email us on recruitment events all one word, at uea.ac.uk and the team will get back to you on that. We've also had confirmation of our UEA Open Day dates for this year. So they will be taking place on Saturdays throughout the year. We've got the 20th of June, which is a specific medicine Open Day. And then we've also got more general Open Days on the 4th of July, 5th of September... 17th of October and 21st of November. You can search UEA Open Days for more information on those or do just email us schools at uea.ac.uk and uh, we'll get back to you with any queries. But that's it for now. Thanks again for joining us on this month's Nurturing Bright Teachers.
0: That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.